0: Organizational capacity and sustainability are always on the radar of successful leaders, and it's baked in their leadership development programs. However, who holds them accountable for the success? Let's talk about it. Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 30. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. Sustainability and Accountability, Leadership Development Part 1. This is the title of our discussion today, as we will be talking about leadership development in a three-part series. However, today we're really discussing sustainability and accountability. And coming from the aspect of, you know, us looking at the, we're closing out 2021, going into 2022, uh, these two years of 2020 and 2021 have really exposed a lot of weaknesses in business infrastructure, but it has also provided opportunities for People to adapt, innovate, and connect their product and services uh, to show that they have what it takes to uh, sustain their businesses and to continue moving forward in the future. Leadership development is such a wide, uh, broad conversation, and it's a conversation that needs to be held sincerely within every sector of the labor force. That's profit, you know, for-profit or non-profit. That's hotel, retail, uh, hospitality industries, you know, all of these different industries and sectors, private and public. Leadership development must be taken seriously. The times have already shown us that if we don't take leadership development seriously, then, you know, companies and even departments will fold under within these uh, organizations. Many organizations are losing money. They're they're just bleeding out money because they have the wrong talent match into leadership positions. As Gallup states that that happens 82% of the time. And what happens is, you know your 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 uh employees quit 75% of the reason why your employee quit your job is due to the bad manager right that's due to bad leadership practices that's due to uh bad leadership hiring you know 78% of your employees will will trust a stranger over their current boss in fact research shows That uh, 76 percent of the most stressful time of, you know, your employees jobs is due to the direct uh, supervisors that's over them. 76 percent of why they are so stressed out at their companies at your company is due to the supervisor that's immediately on, you know, over them. So really pay close attention and take leadership development seriously. There was a conversation had between uh, a COO and a CFO. And the CFO asked the CEO, "Um, what if we train these people up and they decide to leave us? The CEO says, well, what if we uh, don't train them and they decide to stay? leadership development must be taken seriously. If you're looking at your company's KPIs, your company's core value, your company's mission statement, and if you are truly bought in to the complete vision of your company and moving your company forward, right, uh, you must take leadership development seriously. And if you are an up and coming leader, or if you have leadership aspirations, then you must look at the company that you work for. And where do you think your leadership style? First, you have to identify your leadership style, right? And then where do you think your leadership style will best fit in the growth and development of that company? If you're serious about moving your company forward, then you must pay close attention to your leadership style and you must uh, pay close attention to uh, those that are willing to follow you. Right. You must pay close attention to uh, the H.R. department, the H.R. leaders. So if you're looking at becoming a leader, a future leader in your organization and in your company, You know, just pay close attention to these podcasts as they give you certain elements that can help you to build your leadership style. Um, Accountability, um, sustainability and accountability. I would like to read something to you uh, from this book that is uh, called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And in this book, he says, Uh, Every man is where he is by the law of his being. The thoughts which he has built into his character have brought him there. And in the arrangement of his life, there is no element of chance. But all is the result of a law which he cannot err. This is just as true of those who feel out of harmony with their surroundings as of those who are contented with them. See, what he's saying to us is that, you know, it's what you think you bring about what you think you bring about. And that is so true. It's called the uh, the law of attraction. In other words, it's called the law of attraction. Um, (laughs) And so but he's coming from, you know, the, the biblical scripture that as a man thinketh, so is he see what we have to look at, right, is uh, the part of the brain that is called the reticular activating system. The reticular activating system helps us to uh, focus more on that which we're thinking about, right? Let's say, for instance, uh, there's something that you really are focused on. Um, The reticular activating system filters out everything else that you're not focused on and helps you to just start seeing signs of that which you're focused on, which is called confirmation bias. Like, for instance, if you say, man, I really want a new pickup truck. And then you start thinking about the type of pickup truck that you want next thing you know you start seeing that type of pickup truck even the color of you know the pickup truck that you want you start seeing it everywhere were those trucks always there sure they were but you didn't notice them until you until you started focusing on them then the reticular activating systems uh, help you to filter out everything else you're not focused on and produce confirmation bias i was uh sitting somewhere the other day. And next thing you know, a Range Rover Velar, which is one of the vehicles that I really, really want, just pulled up right next to me. And she was letting her little dog out, you know, to walk for a while. But I was like, look at that. I was focused on that vehicle. And then I've been seeing that vehicle and that vehicle has been coming closer and closer to me. Which, is, which means to me that I do have the opportunity and I do have a chance of obtaining that vehicle. That's a reticular activating system, right? That's in the brain. In other words, you know, you be very careful positively or negatively what you're focused on because you can attract that into your life. Sustainability and accountability. You know, when we're looking at leadership development and we're looking at leaders who are successful in their companies, agencies and organizations, right? What made them successful is really what is called self-leadership or self-management, self-management, right? They hold themselves accountable for uh, the activities of the day. Of course, there's this old story about um, everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody, right? Everybody was told to do a job, and everybody thought that somebody would do it, and and somebody, you know, kind of figured that anybody could do it since everybody was told to do it. But what ended up happening is nobody did it, right? And so what, what the moral of that story is, someone has to take accountability for what is expected. Self-accountability, self-management, self-leadership is that if everyone is told to do something, then the person who holds themselves accountable uh, takes it on as if it is their job, which means that they're going to do everything that they can do as their part of it because they're looking at it as it's my mission to get it done. That's what self-leadership is. That's what self-management is. I've been see. Let me explain something to you. Right. As it relates to leadership, leadership is duty. When I wrote my book, leadership is 10 principles of success for the first time manager. I came from what I have heard from many people, including John C. Maxwell, that leadership is influence. Right. But once you have that influence, what do you do with that influence? You've ha- you got to serve. So, leadership is, IS stands for influence and service. I've been in organizations where I've seen people who have um, started off in one position and then they applied for a leadership position, right? And when they apply for the leadership positions, you know, being told what the leadership responsibilities are. And once they accepted, You know, those leadership responsibilities. And then they got the title of a leader. Right. Or a supervisor. Right. Um, And then uh, shortly after started complaining about all of the work that they were doing, which they were told that they would be doing when they first got hired on as this new position of supervisor or leader. And then um, a great leader within the organization found a way to help them to get paid more for the amount of work that they signed up for originally to do once they received the title. And so now, you know, of course, they are extremely happy. Um, about doing this extra work because they get paid extra for doing not extra work, but the work that they originally signed up for when they originally accepted the title. So really be um, sincere and honest with yourself that if you are uh, going to be in a leadership position, then you have to accept the fact that to whom much is given, much is required. To whom much is given, much is required. Have a sincere and strong connection to why you want to be a leader. I remember reading this book by Patrick Lencioni that talks about the motive. And in this book, you know, this leader who was uh, trying to buy out another company discovered from the, uh, from the, con- consultation or the coaching of the CEO of the company he was trying to buy that he really did not understand why he wanted to be a leader. And so then he ended up letting the CEO of the other company that was giving him coaching become the CEO of the merger that he uh, fostered to take place to buy out the other guy's company and merge it with his company to become one company So he discovered that I'm actually not the best one to lead this. And so he ended up being in a position within the merger, within the company, within the organization that best fit his uh, style of life, that best fit his personality, that best fit his mindset. And so, again, you really, truly need to discover if leadership is what you are aspiring to be, aspiring to do, then you must find out why you must discover why you must have a strong connection to why you want to be a leader. And always remember that leadership starts with self-management, self-leadership. I'm going to read something else from you from a book from the training doctor, Dr. Nanette Miner. And she has a book that's called Future Proofing Your Organization by Teaching Thinking Skills. And this book is awesome because she talks about how critical thinking is missing. (laughs) And so and, uh, you know, when you're looking at the education of today's time, you know, she talks about it, right? How they're taught how to pass a test, but not how to critically think. So you can have all these scenarios within a test and you can teach them how to pass the test. But real life scenarios, critical thinking is missing. And sometimes, you know, if that's the case, are are our children really being set up to survive? So it's just a question. That's a later discussion at a later time. But in her book, she talks about, as we talked about leadership is self-leadership and self-management. She says self-management is such an important skill for business success that legendary management consultant Peter Drucker wrote a Harvard Business Review article on the topic called Managing Oneself in 1999. The underlying premise of the article was that the arrival of knowledge economy required individuals to manage themselves and their careers. And he suggested various ways to begin to develop the skill of self-management. Here's another part here, you know, of what she talked about. She says, what does self-management look like? It's the ability to manage feelings stress, anxiety, uncertainty, and impulse control. It's the ability to read social and societal cues, listen without interruption or rebuttal, and consider other people's perspective. It is taking personal responsibility, recognizing consequences, and working cooperatively. Each of these skills is vital for success in many fields and in particular in leadership roles which require an even higher level of self-management due to the need to be representative for others. Foster harmony and stability within an organization and make sometimes unpopular decisions. Self-management skill is fundamentally based on honest self-awareness And the ability to use the self-awareness to actively choose what to say or do in various situations. When you have a leader, if you are that leader, right, you can sustain your organization and your company's KPIs, you know, key performance indicators or the core values and mission statements, right, and, and and what you would do is you would take on the three mindsets of next generation leaders, which is to adapt, innovate and connect. And you can continue to move your organization forward. Personal accountability is uh, being self-managed or a self-leader. And if you are a self-leader, self-manager, Right. Who has accepted the accountability of moving your organization forward and taking on the three mindsets of next generation leaders. Then you're looking at long term sustainability within your company as long as you know, you believe in your leadership and leadership is influence and service. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcome you're looking for? Listen, let us help you. Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation so we can help you with all of your leadership development needs. Oh, always remember, leadership is influence and service.